Hello and welcome to Carry On Streaming, a weakling podcast in which I, Jeremy Lim, watch all the Carry On films in order and analyse them in detail so you don't have to. I don't have to either, but it is the premise of the podcast, so it would be stupid if I didn't. But luckily I don't do it alone. No, by Cremona I do not. Each episode I'm joined by a very special Paul Litchfield. Paul, how are you doing? Thank you very much for asking me back again for the fifth time, Jeremy. That's okay. No, Literally no one else would do it. No, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But, um, you know, lucky number 57, and here you are. Yes, yes, kaboom, what Ka- a wonderful story we've got. <laughs> well, it is, it's a strange one, this this uh, this episode, isn't it? Carry on, it is, carry it on is. climbing. Carry on climbing. From 1961. Um, I know. This... I, I'm going to say this off the bat, mm. I quite like it. Do you? I quite like this one, yeah, I quite like this one. It It's, it's... Got, definitely got a lot of the elements in place now, hasn't it? But it's but, yeah. But it's still lots, still feeling its way familiar, a little bit. Yeah, there's lots of familiar tropes uh, starting to sort of like settle. Yeah. But there is there is obviously, and we'll get to it. There's many baffling, really baffling moments in this. Yes. Time. Well, I think this was. I mean, just from my um, research, this this is quite a troubled production. Um, oh really? Yeah. Well, as as you may have noticed, oh, it's obviously. Just details. It's directed by Gerald Thomas. Yes, um, of course, brilliant. and written by Norman Hudis. Although, did you notice there's a credit at the bottom of the screen? It's only it's only very briefly there. It says written by Norman Hudis. Additional material by the cast in very small letters. Did you see that? Oh crikey! No, I did not. And then, but then in even smaller letters, and I literally had to freeze frame and then blow it up. It says uh, right. additional material by the cast of Peeping Tom. So not even by the cast of the film, but by another so, <laughs> the cast of a cast of a cast of another film. Yeah, exactly. Which was uh, right because they've been making peeping. Michael Powell had been making Peeping Tom in Pinewood around the same well, sort of time. Well, he'd been making, 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 making Peeping Tom. We've been making Peeping, Peeping, making Tom, yes. and um, and uh, so uh, apparently Norman Hudis, who was getting very stressed at this point in his career, because right because basically Daryl Thomas and um, uh, what's his name Rogers. They were both wanting, Peter. Peter Rogers. Yeah. That's it. They were both wanting to ramp up the uh, frequency of the Carry On releases. I mean, the the ideal was, I think they were aiming for one a week. I mean, that would never have happened, obviously. But uh, they were definitely yes. because it, by this stage it was two a year, and they and they were definitely right. they were definitely pushing for three or four a year. And uh, hence, was, hence, by the way, the REM song. What's frequency, Kenneth? Well, exactly. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what it, what that was about. I know people don't realize that, but um, exactly. people don't realize it because they're. Mad, I they're, suppose. They're Mora. But, yeah. um, but of course, though, is it Kenneth Connor or is it Kenneth Williams? That is the... That is the... That's, well, that's... That um, he will take to his grave. He's never going to... He's well, never Stipe. going to... Stipe. Stipe. will never reveal no. that. Good old Stipe. Never reveal it. Good old Stipe. I mean, because everyone, everyone always said it was Kenneth Cranham, but obviously it wasn't. I mean, of course it fucking wasn't. I'm sorry to use such... Well, effing and jeffing so early, but no, he's got nothing to do with nothing the carry-on. Nothing to do with the carry-on. Canon yeah, series, ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, Kenneth so, Cope, maybe? Kenneth Cope? Well, it could be, because, yeah, no, you're right, Copey's got a couple Copey? Yeah, Kenneth Colley, of course. And, uh, yeah, Ken- Kenneth Colley. Actually, yeah. Kenneth Halliwell gets a big... Well, that, that's a future episode, but well, we'll yes, definitely come back to that. <laughs> yeah, that's something for a lot <laughs> yes, later on. <laughs> really, yeah, it's, next, it's in about six films or so. Anyway, so just yeah, to so, finish the story... So Peeping so, Tom, yeah, Peeping Tom. Tom. That's 
insane. So he, apparently, so he would hang around the set of Peeping Tom as they were making it and just sort of recording conversations between the actors. But them, they being actors and not comedians, they, they, it wasn't particularly interesting what they came up with. So that explains, no. you know, there's that long scene in, in Carry On Climbing where um, Sid James and Joan Sims are just having a really non inconsequential conversation about curtains yes, and it's stuff. Yes, it's a real lull, isn't it? It yeah. is. It sort of seems to drag... It's, I timed it, actually. It's over eight minutes long. And, um, right. And apparently that was just verbatim Anna Massey talking to Carl Berm on the set of Peeping Tom. Good God. I know. I don't know why, how they got away with it. Which, also, that explains, of course, why Sid's briefly got a German accent in that scene, which is never right. never well, referred to again. And, 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 you know, anything from Esmond Knight or Martin Miller or... Uh, well, any, any any of that lot. Well, we, it could well be the case. I mean, we, you know, I think there's a, there's some research to be done, which I haven't had time to do. But you could probably unpack a lot of the script and the screenplay and, and work out what comes from where. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a couple of a couple of hatty lines which are definitely Moira Shearer, I think. But um, it's it's very strange because um, you would think that Timothy Dalton would have something to say about that because he mm. is in it. Mm. He is in it. I mean, he's only like. Minus three or something, but yeah. he's in it. He's, he's, he's like, in it. He's right in it. In, in a way. Yeah, he's in it yeah. in a way he's never been in, in anything else. In anything else since? Yeah, no, you're absolutely is, right. It's quite strange. So that wow. is that, so. That's the background to the Norman Hudis um, credit or the yes. additional material yeah. credit. Anyway, so what else happened? Um, so yeah, I did you know about this? Because part, again, part of the background of the troubled production is that. Um, the previous film, Carrion Warder, or Warden, depending on who you talk to, yeah, um, it had been so unpopular. This is a fan myth, by the way, that uh, Peter, right. Peter Rogers had started receiving death threats from fans, apparently. But I looked really? into it. I looked into it. It's bollocks. He didn't at all. Oh, he, right. it was him. It was him sending death threats to the fans. It was the other way around. So, oh, right. Because he was so angry with them at, at their reception of the of the previous film. So how how many letters? You know, was he knocking out? A oh week? well, it must have been thousands because I thought, you know, it was going to be quite a rare collector's item. But no, on eBay, I, I looked at them up. You can get a hundred for twenty p, and they're all right. they're all certified. You know, def, so, def, you know, I hope you go and burn in hell. Um, really, don't uh, me, come around Pinewood, or I'll, you know, I'll cut you. I'll cut you. Yeah, but that sort of thing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to kick your daughter's face off the cliff. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, that was that was, that was one of his fate, that was one of his catchphrases. Yeah. really. Yeah. Um, so, gosh, actually, that makes sense because I seem to remember there was a scandal involving him where he was moonlighting as a policeman. So, no, as a postman. And he, I think now that's what's that's what he was doing. He was uh, he was he was upping his game ah. somewhat to get all get all the letters delivered. I think this was just in his local village where he was. Yes. But I think he was doing the rounds, and obviously, what he was doing is he was course delivering the post yeah, you know, yeah the yeah. gas bills and you know the ernie and all that stuff but also in amongst all those bills were a couple of fuck yous and drop deads exactly yeah well he i mean he was, yeah. a, he was a strange i mean being the producer rather than the director i suppose once it started to be made he didn't have so much quite so much to do so uh, I no guess Moon Knight, time, although, time uh, on his hands i suppose yeah in fact you probably noticed because this film to get back to the film it's it's yeah it's black and white mainly apart from a few Odd scenes uh, in um, yes. color, which is sort of silent. Yes. And this, did you know about this? There, there is home movie footage shot by uh, Peter Rogers. He went on holiday. Basically, well, just <laughs> I'll, I'll praise it quickly. Apparently, the, yeah. the weather they expected. They tried to film it in February 
hoping for snow, and they just got balmy, right. balmy weather, and so they, so there was no snow at all. You can see the crew every so often in set photos are all in t-shirts and stuff like that even though it's February. yeah the hawaiian shirts and yeah exactly you know it's, it's, um i think joan sims sunbathing things like that so um right. but apparently peter rogers had been on a skiing holiday with i think who was it it's someone someone unlikely um let me just check my notes uh um, no. Oh, I know. No, Pat Phoenix. That's it. Sorry, he'd been on skiing. Pat Phoenix. Pat Phoenix. He'd been on skiing holiday with Pat Phoenix, and that was the only footage they had of mountains. So they had to, even though it was the wrong aspect ratio and it was in color, and it was um, they sort of cut that in. Yeah. So that's why every so often there's a flash of color and they don't refer to well, it. Well, yeah. I mean, I just thought that was a laboured joke because because there's a bit where mm. where I think Sid turns to um, Kenneth Connor and goes, "Go look at that vista. It's lovely, isn't it?" And then he's all shivering, and he goes, "Yes, very colourful." And I just thought, "Oh, right, is that? Is just that the joke? They just say colourful just so they can well, think, justify the footage." Yeah, I, I think thought, I think that was that it. it? I think that was that was probably an on-set rewrite by Hudis, you know, right? Because as I say, it was yeah. troubled, so he was, he was on set a lot, having to literally put words in their mouth. Um, Good God! Well, it... we open, I suppose, in the standard uh, carry-on way. It's the big brassy tune, which yes. is now very established. And it's actually... and of course, it's lots of sort of um, flugelhorn and old piney. Yes, you know, well, yodel, it's, it's by it's actually stuff. by it's by Johnny Dankworth. The um, oh, is it the music? And but you know that sort of high sort of yes sort of sound. Well, that's actually yeah. Tiny Tim. Before he did tiptoe oh, through, it? yeah. Before he did tiptoe through the tulips, he because um, <laughs> what happened was Johnny Johnny Dankworth asked for a theremin, you know, to get that sort of weird sound, but yes. um, either he wrote it wrong or someone misheard it, and they got Tiny Tim in anyway, and so Tiny Tim had to be a theremin, and that's actually where, right. he, where that's where he started out. He sort of jump started his career really, because before that he was you know quite a rich baritone, but then um, he realised he could do the sort of sound. And that's it, I suppose. That once, became that sort of get, yeah. once that gift is locked in, that's just what you end up doing for years, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, and, and that is exactly what happened to him, as you know. Yeah, yeah. good Lord. Mm. I had no idea about that. Mm. We still we still haven't got yet that sort of um, when the carry-on uh, title card comes up and you get the title, which is obviously carry-on climbing, and then what they do later on is or, you know. Like, yeah, um, no, we haven't got that, have we? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't got Rissos in the snow yet or off-piste. <laughs> no. We haven't got any of that yet. I think didn't there may have been some in the very first... I mean, not in this film, but in um, in Corporal. I can't remember now. It's, it's a while since we did it. But uh, well, no, you're right. One but... that just says, I think it's one that just says, oh, shit. And you and that's just weird because that yeah. just stands out. It's a bit like... It, it does a bit, yeah. And I, I, was, I was apparently shit wasn't... There was a year where shit wasn't rude. Um, but it was only, right. for, only for one year. Under a year, actually. It was like sort of yeah. Sp- I think that was something to, to do with the uh, minor strike, but I don't know what the link was. No, I, I, I think know. it was something to do with the minor strike, and then shit was fine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but anyway, only for yeah, a bit, yeah. and then da, 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 da. and when they got came back after summer, it was rude again. Yeah, oh yeah, it was really rude again, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So the film starts. So the the plot basically is is two rival teams climbing. Um, yeah. Mount was well, Mount Everard. <laughs> Mount Everard, of course, which is you know of standard. Carry on. Exactly. That's a that's a fine joke. It's all right. And, and the, and the mountain mountain range is the Himanakas, which they uh, Himanakas, of course. They, yeah. They and it's two rival time. teams, isn't it? So I suppose you've got the hero team, which of course is Sid. Yeah, Sid is Sidney um, Crampon. 
Oh, uh, by the way, I found out originally he was going to be called Sidmund Hilly, but uh, they, they uh, apparently it was a bit too close to the bone, so they changed it to uh, right. Sidney Crampon, which makes better sense, actually. He's, he's... But then I suppose it's also, it's, that name is strange, it's, it's almost um, Ken Williams' name, isn't it? Oh, that's because right, he's Hillary, Hillary, what's his name? Sir Hillary Dangler. Hillary Dangler, that's right, yeah. Dangler as in Dangle off cliffs and Dangle, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So, yes. so they're in, so, in in rivalry together to try and get to the double yeah. level. By the way, yes. top, spoke, top yeah, build, please. top build is Stanley Baker. Weirdly, as Bert Thumper, um, yes. a boxer. Uh, he's only in a few few scenes, yes. um, and yet gets top billing. Um, apparently, he's only in it though because he lost a bet with Sid um, over an egg. But I, I don't know what the don't know what over the some was. some sort of egg. Yeah. Right. But yeah. um, so th- I mean, this is his one carry-on appearance. He's, he's pretty good, and it? it's quite menacing. Well, he's, men- he's menacing, but um, I don't really know what what because I initially thought, oh, he's part of Sid's team yeah. or something. He's going to be like a Sherpa guide, or maybe. But he just stands there completely naked. I mean, yeah. you don't see anything. No, but, but he's naked, and he's just going. Oh. Exactly. And Joan Sims goes, oh, I don't know where to look. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird, and then you know, and then of course Sid goes, "Do you know any other tunes?" <laughs> yeah, and that's that's that bit. That's but that bit. It's then... weird just seeing Baker just. Oh. Yeah. It it is. It's quite. It's it's, it's an odd um, decision. Again, I put it down to Hugh just panicking slightly, but he does. Baker does in the end get the sort of one of the final denouements of the whole thing, which we'll come yes, to. Yes, he we'll, does. We'll come to in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So who else is yeah. in it? Um, well, we've got, I suppose you've got Sid's team. So Sid's obviously the leader. Yeah. And we've got the... Joan jo- Sims uh, is his secretary. Joan Sims is his long-suffering secretary. Miss um, Toffin, I think that's her name. Yeah. yeah suggestion she's in love and with him, but uh, that never goes anywhere. She sort of pines for him, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. is the sort of idea. But she's, um, I mean, she's she's basically drunk for the whole film. It's, it's quite a weird thing. Cause she, well, her, yeah, her character is, she's, she's an alcoholic, isn't she? That's the whole thing. Oh, is that she's what it, because they never come out and say that. I thought, because well, it's, no, she, but gets that's drunk, why, when, she gets drunk when on she's the, at the base. Yeah, yeah. When she's at the base of the mountain, she looks up and she sees two of them, and that's sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she gets drunk on yeah. the on the sort of native hooch, but weirdly, that's right. yeah, but well, she never sobers yeah. up for the rest of the film, even though it takes place. It must take place over six months, surely. And yet she's never yes. she never sobers up, which is quite a weird. She's, uh, she's constantly drunk. Constantly the whole drunk. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, well, there's that joke where where he goes, "Let's have a look at your backpack," and they open it, and it's just full of wine flutes. That's, that's, right, that's yeah, all yeah, she's yeah. packed. She hasn't even packed clothes. I know. And and when when there's an avalanche, one of the rocks hits her backpack, and there's a tremendous crash, and she yes, and she looks absolutely devastated. Yeah. Well, that's why Sid says she's gone for a tinkle. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, because there's, so there's that line about the smallest cave on the mountain because she has to pop to the smallest cave. Yes. Uh, yeah. like designated yeah. lav on the on the mountain. Yeah. But, but uh, I suppose we should talk about Bernie Breslau, who, of mm. course, is now doing what Bernie is really known yeah. for, is playing the um, uh, the sort of servant. Yes, sort he's of slightly, bre- slightly browned up, isn't he? Slightly, slightly browned up. He's supposed awkward. to be a Sherpa. Sh- Shepherd to spy. Shepherd spy, I yeah. think it's supposed to be. Shepherd to spy. That's it. Um, Shepherd spy, yeah. yeah. And he's sort of leading um, Sid up there. And there's a, and, and it, they established very early on that um, they want to find the fountain of youth. That's, that's yes. the sort of plot. Plot that's Sid's sort of reason detriment to get well, that's his secret thing. He, he starts off like he's in a contest, but then you're right, halfway through it becomes apparent that he's actually after the fountain of youth. 
Um, well, he says that he he went round. Was it he go? Uh, you don't see this. He just says he went round to see a fellow climber. Yeah. Who um who was um <clears throat> he looked at his he, was he, he looks at his granddad, and his granddad had a massive had a massive dangler or something um had a, yeah. had a big one. Yes. Which I presume means Willie. Well, like, and it's, it's because it's... he it's because he he cooled off by by dipping it in a in a pond, mm. and he th- he thinks the reason why he's got like a resplendent teenager's cock, yeah, is because he dipped it into the is that the, the fountain of youth. It's difficult, that's it's difficult to make of... out the dialogue at that point because Tiny Tim is really off on one at this point and is warbling, yes. warbling away. But I'm sure you're right. Yeah, we, I, my subtitles didn't work at this point on the DVD. My subtitles did work, oh, but did they? they 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 worked really quickly, and oh, they really? were all done in ten minutes. Oh, well, that's no good. So I then just had to watch the rest of it with just the subtitles yeah. saying "sorry" all the time. Oh, well, they, mine I, mine mine didn't work at all unless I switched it right. onto, switched it onto emojis, and then it did work. But I couldn't. Oh, okay, yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't make yeah. out what they meant. Really. So, so, so Sid wants to desperately find the fountain of youth yeah. because he wants to stay stay beautiful. Um, because he thinks the fame that he'll get from this, and obviously the money aspect as well, he wants to yeah. monetize it, and you know, it's a bit. Because like, his, his thing muddled. is, he wants to set up a resort there, doesn't he? Yes, it's slightly muddled. It's slightly muddled as to what he wants, isn't it? Really, because um, yeah, half the time he wants to be first up the mountain, half the time he wants the fountain of youth for himself, and then, as you say, he wants to yeah. set up a resort as well. So that's his sort of thing. So at the beginning, you've got him sort of choosing his... Well, it's not really his travelling companions. It, it, it's basically him, his secretary. Yes, who's... who's, drunk, who's his Sherpa guide, and then you've got Kenneth Connor. Well, Ken, Kenneth Connor appears in it later on. Um, right. But then becomes... Well, but, he... well he's, isn't Kenneth Connor... Um, uh, well, his, his character's I mean, it's Herbert Turd, which is quite a... Herbert um, Turd, which is a bit on the knuckle, isn't it? It is a bit. I mean, it's T-E-R-D, but even so. You don't hear the E, do you, when they say it, Turd? No, but he's he's a pop singer. He's a pop singer. That's right, but later on, because he is in it early on. Well, I think the, re- the reason why he's in it is because he's a pop singer. He's financing the whole thing. I think that's what it is. Oh, is that what it was? A pop... Well, he wants to shoot a pop... I think he mentions he wants to shoot a pop video up there. Well, that's why he's be... in a plane. And he'll, he'll become number one. Well, that's why he's in a plane later on with loads of other yes. sort of um, pop... Because he keeps saying, I'll be number one, and Sid keeps going, you're more like number two to me. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, of course, he's called Turd, so it's all... Turd, with an E, with an E. Yeah, with an E, he keeps saying, yeah. yeah. And so you've got that team, and then you've got you've got um, Sir Hilary Dangle, which is Ken, being yeah. properly Ken now, being Probably. very officious, yeah. very in control, um, very posh, very nasal. Yes, who are, who are the other he, regulars? He also, well, with him, which is, re- um, you've got Terry Scott, who's his sort of, like, oh, subordinate, yeah. Um, who really just hates him. I mean, that's quite obvious. It is, yeah. And, of course, Butterworth. So you've, you've, got, you've got those three. Um, and he wants to be the first op, op Everard, of course. Yeah. But he has a subplot which we don't really know. He, his reason d'etre is he's trying to find his brother. Apparently, got yes. lost op Everard two years before. I think it was two years before. I think it was two years. Um, it, yeah. It says there was a there was a freak accident or something, and there was a blizzard. Yeah. There. He he never returned, so yeah. he's trying to sort of find his brother. Yeah. Of course, that turns out to be um, Charlie H, doesn't it? Charlie H, of course, yes, who's, um, again, um, uh, sort of very much set- settling into what he would later become very yeah. famous for, is the man often found halfway through the film who's very, very happy with his yeah. lot. 
and which hello. Course, this is very much the, yes and does the hello so but we'll get to him so yeah. what what i kind of really um find amusing about this because they it's all set at the beginning at um in 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 london in, in yes in their offices and they're all getting ready and then they decide to all bike yeah. over to i mean on a bicycle they literally ride a bike yeah all the way all the way to the to, to the him and knackers um to the him and knackers at one point it seems to be set in nepal because there's you know and fenella fielding pops up as as uh, yes Ntoti, the native girl um, the native girl, yeah. And there's lots of gags about, well, Mark, you showed me round Nipple and all that sort of nipple, nipple. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a bit laboured, you know. Yes, um, of course. And she's I, actually, I think, I think she actually quite holds her own. Um, yeah. Weirdly, she has a very odd scene later on with Sid, but we'll get to that. Yes. Well, that was just, the whole, um, the whole. Oh, I will show you the most insane. mysterious peaks. That's that. That's yes, it. Yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. And then, and then he looks at Sims and goes, and troughs. <laughs> Basically, you know. Yeah. Huge. But she, again, she's pissed. She doesn't care. No, exactly. Oh, rather. She gets posher the, the more pissed she gets. Yeah, she gets. You're, you're right, actually. She does she's get re, to, Towards the end, she's almost like the queen. Exactly. She's, she's somehow got a monocle in. posh. It's, it's not what yeah. you really expect, but, um, but it was quite, it's funny. I mean, she's very funny in this, to be honest. No, I, th- I think I think actually Drunk Sims is actually really good, and I think they should have done more with that. Yeah, well, I think that, again because yeah. you know there's no reason for her to be drunk all the way through, except that it's funny. So I guess that's why they did it. Yeah, so um, that's exactly why they did. So, so they all bike like, but yeah. they're on little like 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 trandoms, and they yes. somehow and, cross and with, their, like with their luggage English Channel with their luggage on little trailers. Behind the bike, tied to the back yes. of the bikes and things like that. Yeah, and you and you see them like, like at one point. Well, you see um, definitely um, Ken's team at one point, like pedalling out of the English Channel onto the beaches of France, which and, denotes that they've somehow biked under the across sea across the English Channel. Under the <laughs> I sea. know. And also, because because it's, it's, it's normally a race to get to the top of Everard, but they're racing immediately. They leave the office. Yeah, that's the whole point. The, the sort of first third of this is weirdly like a sort of, it could have been called Carry On Tour de France in a weird way. Yeah. They, they are both racing. And of course, they're sort of like putting obstacles in each other's way I to know. stop the other team getting there first. Which is weird because it's supposed to be about climbing a mountain, not about, a, but I suppose, you know, whatever worked at the time. What they yeah, so there's a bit where they both stop off. They're in a bar, I think, in, in Vienna or something. Mm. like. And they're, Oh, that's and when you Sid get Graham goes, Stark briefly, don't you? That's it, Viennese, Viennese cafe. Isn't yeah, it? doing his Viennese shtick. Yeah, yeah, and um, Sid, Sid goes. They're all out, they're all having their steins of beer, and Sid goes out and lets down their tires. Which yeah, is, exactly. Know, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And then, um, and then obviously, um, Sir Hillary gets um, poor old. Oh, who does he get to do it? Oh, poor old Peter Butterworth, Butterworth to put scorpions, it? put scorpions on their handlebars, which is weird. Yeah, it um, doesn't quite work. No. And then they they offer Joan Sims like a massive keg of booze, which of course she gladly accepts. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. then, but then of course that slows the bike down, and although, you know, she ends up having to although, drink all of it. Well, she straps a sort of barrel of nondescript alcohol to her back, and then it's got a tube leading out of it into her mouth. Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, and that's almost like a third of the film is them racing across like yeah. half of the well three continents to get. Although, did you notice that? When they get to um, East Europe, they're suddenly in Nepal because obviously they yes they, they run out of gags or money or both. There's, yeah, there's, there's something. Well, there's a, a joke that, and then they cycled onto a plane and oh yeah yeah yeah. Was, yeah yeah and then you get one of those moving lines across a map, don't you? 
but it's two fingers out. Yeah, and then which it is, goes in a corkscrew at one point. Corkscrew. I, don't, I mean, is the whoop to us? It's weird. I don't really, because it looks sure. like it's to the audience. Well, I think it's just there hadn't been anything saucy for a while, and so they had to put that sound effect in. Right. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, well, that's fine. So they arrive anyway, and now we've got this sort of section at base camp. Yes. Again, there's been no climbing yet. No, all. and there's quite a lengthy scene at base camp where they briefly gets, not exactly serious, but it's some proper research has been done. Um, yes. Uh, I think so, anyway. I mean, it could be something from Peeping Tom, but they're talking about how to survive in... Uh, below zero temperatures and with little oxygen and stuff like that. There's a distinct 10-minute scene where there's no jokes at all. It's literally just imp- impressive no, upon I their know. teams. Yeah, and they're talking about, like, Sherpas dying and people mm. like you might find... you might. I mean, obviously, they put the odd joke in, like, there'll be a few stiffies on the way up. And yeah. so it's like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. But they're actually talking about dead climbers. Yeah, and they actually show um, an actual photograph of a real dead climber, which is... Yeah, a real dead climber. Yeah. yeah, who and that is a real person who did perish. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Climbing, climbing the Matterhorn. I think I in think like it was, yeah. sixty-one or something. Yes, exactly um, right. The, yeah, I mean, the whole joke here is is they're saying it's very cold and they all need to share warmth. Yes. So we get we get the whole in and out of tent. Yes. Thing, yes. where they're you know well, trying Sims to is, share warmth. Joan Sims wants to get in Sid's tent, but he wants to. Get in um, Fenella Fielding's tent because she's Fenella Fielding's tent. Yeah, Joan Sims ends up thinking that um, Bernie will probably be the big strong brute and will be able to look after her. Mm. And the, but this is the first time we get the first appearance of the Yeti. Yes, it's just it's a sound yeah. effect at first. It's sort of blood curdling cry, isn't it? Um, it's horrible, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's really disturbing. I mean, this. this but the point uh, is, Bernie leaves the tent, and then the Yeti goes in, and then uh, then Joan goes in and thinks it's Bernie. Yes. And says, and oh yeah, like, no, I've got our airy hands. Yeah, and you got airy back. Yeah. Yeah, and then runs out screaming. And well, I don't. I don't fast, fast forward. Oh yeah, fast forward. You I love know, that. And she, in fact, she she sleds all the way back down the mountain. Yeah, she goes all the way down, and then the next shot is just her in a bar, and she goes, I'll have a double, and it goes, wah, wah, exactly. wah. And for some reason, yeah. that means they all have to go back down the mountain as well. That's one of their failed attempts. Yeah, they all have to go down and get her, weirdly. Which is yeah, awesome. even though she wasn't supposed to be there anyway. But, you know. Yeah, it's, I don't, yeah, it's, not, it's not a film for logic, this one. No. no, but you think, okay, well, they've used like a Yeti, like a like a silly monster, and you think, yeah. okay, well, that's probably a, probably a one-off. But actually, that becomes quite important, because there are actually lots of Yetis on yes. the mountain. But the, um, the king of the we'll get to. yeah, we'll get well, yeah, we'll get to that. You're right. Yeah. Right. So but, so we have this sort of base camp shit, and then they start climbing, and the, and then there's a sort of series of sort of sketches almost about the various ways they attempt to climb, and yes, always always goes wrong for some reason or another. Yeah. Can what's his name again? Dangler. Um. So here's well, the first thing Hillary Dangle does, or Dangle does is thinks a catapult would get them. Catapult. That's the right. Way yeah. Off. Yeah. yeah. And but then, they just slam into the side of the yeah exactly yeah. cliff face and yeah then fall over slowly backwards. Yeah. Um, but then he he also has the idea for skiing uphill for some reason. Yes, he thinks skiing uphill will do it because he keeps thinking there's there'll be an updraft and that'll yeah. that'll that'll do it. Which is weird because um because Butterworth's got snowshoes on yes and he sort of ends up sort of playing tennis with himself. It's just really I don't know how. 
I think he's rolling down and then it's like 15 love, 15 all, and they have like a weird commentary as he falls down. Yeah, and then he looks up at the end and and Kenneth Williams goes, game, set and match, I think. That's Um, right. (laughs) Then, you know, wanders off. And there's loads of opportunities just to go crampons all the time. Yeah. There's um, one, if anything, is one, misheard. One weird um, idea that uh, I think it's probably Joan Sims says, maybe we could go off on elephants. And Sid just goes, not, right. not on your nearly. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a trunk call. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's literally, yeah. but that's such a stupid idea anyway. It's literally just in there for that gag, such as it is. Which is yeah. Well, yeah, because they'd have to get an elephant in a harness and, and, I know, and teach, it to, teach it to climb, I suppose. I don't know how they would do that. And yeah. there's one scene, of course, where there's, there's, suddenly there's not much oxygen up there and they all get hysterics and laughing a lot because apparently that's well, what yeah, cause, Well, yeah, because, well, that's one of the tricks, I think. I think that's a, a, I can't remember if that's a Sid trick or a Ken trick where they replace the oxygen bottles with laughing gas. Oh, is that what it is? Because that's uh, why during that bit where where um, Kenneth kind of thinks that. he's going to fall to his death, they're yes. all just laughing about it. So he's like, oh, you know, the rope's going to fray, I'm going to fall to my death, they're all, yeah, I know! Exactly, that's yeah. that's the point, they're all <laughs> yeah. just laughing about it, even though it's ultimate peril. It's weird, because yeah. Kenneth Connor, as you say, Kenneth Connor's suddenly in it, and um, the last thing we saw was him in a plane. Um, yes, and, and then he's suddenly halfway up the mountain with them. So I think that there was a subplot about a plane crashing into the um, because his his clothes are all ripped. Oh, they? Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. He's 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 sort of like in like crooner gear, isn't he? Like exactly, a, sort but, of but like all, a sixties crooner. But like um, the black eye and, and his clothes are all ragged and stuff. Yeah, or tattered. And he's got two backing singers because you've got Valerie Leon. I don't know who the other one is, but it's Valerie. Um, I, I She's like in a glittery dress that's all torn. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's him and his backing singers that crashed halfway up. Yes, but them. it's never said. I, I, yeah. I wonder why they they never... Maybe it was too close to the bone with Buddy Holly and, and all that. Maybe. Oh, maybe. God, yeah, maybe. absolutely. Well, there's, there's there's two bits sort of like where he decides he's going to serenade the, the yes. girls because obviously he fancies them. Exactly. And each time, of course, causes an avalanche. Yeah, of course, because he does that. that well, go on, honey, honey, honey. Whatever that yeah, song is. And then you, yeah, and then it's rumble, rumble, and yeah. then, you know. Cool. Yeah. In fact, yeah, doesn't he end up, the last time we see him in the film, he's frozen solid, I seem to remember. And he's frozen solid, yeah, halfway up the mountain. Yeah. With like, like, it looks like a ski has gone through his head, but I think it's supposed to be all on his head, but it looks like it's sort of gone through him. It does, I know what you mean, yeah. And Sid is Weird. not bothered in the least by this at all. No, no, well, I think he just rests like a sandwich on it and yeah. just goes. Well, no, he prick. says. Uh, he says I, don't, I don't think he says prick, but it, no, something he, like that. And like, then the, it cuts away, and you just hear him going, "He's gone cold turkey or something like that." Or tur- oh, that's it. Or yeah, cold turdy. Yeah. Cold turdy. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Because cold turdy. So, something about being like your bottom of the hit parade or something like that. Yeah, that's it. I don't yeah, yeah, know yeah. how that joke works or something. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. but then weirdly, um, a bit later on, he's back again, Who? which is weird. Kenneth Connor. Um, Connor. Yeah. yeah, he's back again. Well, because he finishes the whole thing, he actually sings like. Oh, you're of... right. I sorry, I thought that I, for some reason I thought it was a flashback, but no, because it, it can't oh, be. Oh, well, maybe it was. Well, it, no, maybe it was, but, but he's there... definitely on the mountain at the end because they've got I mean. the big, the big song and dance number with the Yetis and. Yeah, him. that's right. Because in fact, well, we're getting near the end of the film now, but. Um, First of all, the Fountain of Youth is discovered by... It is discovered, but it is protected by yetis, and you think, oh, my God. Yes, but that's who it. Is, 
who is the king of the Yetis? Mm. It's Charlie Hawtrey. Of course it's, it is. It's it's a Hillary Dangles um, long lost brother yeah. who's very very fine because all the Yetis are women, by the way. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and they're all and so Hattie Jakes is the main one. Obviously, she's she's yeah. got the lines. Yes. But, uh, uh, but she's sort of like the wife to him, I suppose. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's weird because they seem Sister, to be... Sister, I don't know what it was. Well, I, well, yeah. I can't work out because how, sometimes they're properly monstrous and sometimes they're just people wearing fur coats. And I don't know, yes. if, I don't know if they're two different like subspecies or something, but uh, again, you pro- I probably shouldn't look for logic in this. But um, No. Like when, cause think, when Joan Sims gets attacked the, earlier, I... it's, definitely a, it's definitely a creature. Yes, but yes. They're not I the think ones maybe meet... the idea is that Charlie's brought a little bit of um, humanity oh, yeah. or culture or something to them, but oh, yes, some of them he's... haven't evolved enough. So most teach... of them are just woo, 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 but he's... big ladies. He's teaching the maths at one point, isn't he? He's teaching the maths. Yeah, he's yeah. going carry the one, and then exactly, oh, yeah. oh, don't carry that. Yeah. What's he called? He's... Oh, he's Charlie Dangler, of course. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Dangler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's really happy where he is. Yes, because he doesn't want to be rescued. He's got. Well, no, he doesn't want to be rescued because he's full. He's surrounded by a bevy of well, what he thinks are beautiful women, but they're all like horrible yetis. Yeah, um, but, but he's happy with that. And of course, what he has got is the fountain of youth. Yes, did which you, does by the way, exist. Just did you notice that um, when whenever he talks, he talks in his yeti language, whatever it is. Um, yes, it's, it's they've reversed him actually talking. So um, yeah, yeah, he's just he's doing backwards talk, is he? Like in Twin Peaks, that's yeah, why it's really yeah. unnerving. No, no, yeah. Well, he he does do that when he's translating it, but when when he's actually talking the Yeti language, it's actually him saying something backwards. So I reversed it to hear what it was. Oh my god! And it's it's just him complaining about his mother's cooking, out of oh, right. out of character. It's not very right. edifying. So he probably just recorded that in the green room or something. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think, I think so. Because it is weird when he's just literally going, "Oh, hello," and then he's going, "Yes, yes, yes, exactly, yes, 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 yes." He even for some reason laughs backwards at one point. <laughs> yeah, and there's a bit where he sneezes and he sort of goes, "Shoot!" And this is yeah. really weird. Which again doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. Doesn't no, sense but there you go. But now there's the whole sort of thing that... Because obviously Ken's, like, furious. Yeah. Well, he strangles him, doesn't he? He strangles his own brother. Yes, but not to death. I'll mean, show you! And he runs in and starts strangling him. Yeah. I came all this way! Exactly. I, I gave you my best years! But um, it doesn't actually kill him, though, does he? I'm sure he doesn't. No, 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 no. He just strangles him. Sid, of course, takes the opportunity to find the... You know, during the whole fracas to find the fountain of youth. Yes. Oh, that's um, right. Sneaks off, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he gets caught immediately by a guard, and then suddenly they all they all get literally like you. And um, poor old Charlie Horchie says, "This is a sacred place, and you, you know, we can't have you in here." Yeah. And that's the Sid's entire reason to be there. The, so they're all captured by the Yetis, and they decide to toss them all off, which obviously is that joke. Yeah. But they all they're all going to get thrown off. But what happens is they all get thrown into the pool. Yes, and, and they all then get... it gets really weird. Well, just before that, because the guard, I think it's David Lodge. Um, David Lodge, yeah. Stanley Baker turns up again. He hasn't been in it for ages. He hasn't been in the last like hour of the film. He's suddenly there, no. as if he's been there all along. Just as if he's been with them, like exactly. somehow, like he's been luggage or something. I don't know. Purely yeah. to have a fight. That's yeah, he's there to fight because yeah. he's Bert Thumper, you know. So he has a fight with the guard, and then he tries to punch the guard and misses the guard and punches a mountain, which falls over. Yes. Which falls over, yeah, which is like the mountain next door, which you've never seen. Exactly, yeah. I don't, yeah. But I suppose that's just 
Yeah, 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 he does punch a mountain. Yeah. And that's sort of, that's that, that's the last time I think we see Stanley Baker. Unless, I think that's it, yeah. Unless he's one of it. the, unless he's one of the, well, uh, what happens next? Well, tell us what happens next, because it's, as you say, it's so weird. Well, yeah, there's a massive fight now, but they're all sort of on a cliff edge and they're all going to get tossed off, which they do. But yeah. what happens is, is all of them, literally everyone um, gets thrown into, well, gets thrown off the edge. Yeah. Um, but they all land in the water. Now, what happens now is, because it's the Fountain of Youth, I don't know who made this decision, but it's a very interesting choice. They all land in the water, and what they do now is they've, I don't know how they've done this, but they they get kids now. They get <laughs> yeah. kids to be all yes. our carry-on characters yeah. climbing out of the water, because they're all now, they've jumped in the Fountain of Youth. Absolutely. But now what we have is the is for the last 20 minutes of the film now. Yeah. It's children, but they're all being dubbed with the carry-on team's it's, voices. It's very disturbing. And it's it? so strange. I it, it, This just freaks me out because there's one point where, you know, I, I mean, fair dues for the casting. I mean, you know, with Hattie, they find a fat little girl. And, yeah. You know, and she's and like, they're, they're, all, oh. they're all pretty good... They're all they're all all right. Not all of them. No, no, you're right. But what I mean is they're all well. They look quite good for who they're supposed to be. But yeah, the guy who's candy's like it's tiny. Well, little I'll tell you, I'll tell you, looking boy. Well, I'll but tell you who that is. Do you know who that is, though? Which is weird. Do you know who no. that is? Because obviously no. they weren't they weren't credited at all. They were just the kids. No, they don't get a credit. At but all, he do they? apparently the Kenneth Williams. I did some research. It's Jeremy Paxman, and if you know that, is go, it? if you go back and have a look, you can see it is. It I was re- going to say, once, once seen, never unseen. Exactly, I, if yeah. I watch that again, I'll see it. Because oh he's got that God. supercilious sneer about him, which works for Ken, but also... Perfect for Ken. Is, is, um... But what you've got now is, you, is the rest of the dialogue, because this is now just like, I suppose at this point, it's a race to the top. Because mm. it's all about, the first one to stick it in wins. Exactly, the, yeah. But what you've got is a boy mouthing the words, yes. Sid, yes, but so with Sid's voice, it's... and it's really weird. It is really weird. It's very odd. You know, and Terry, Terry Scott is like, oh, oh, God, an icicle's gone right up me crevice. But it's a boy, it's a boy saying, saying it, it yeah. Terry's voice. And the, the, really the drunk girl being Joan Sims, lusting after a drunk boys. Joan Sims, yeah, lusting. Well, this, yeah, this quite, I, I think this is the thing, because now all those sort of like saucy lines, which mm. is a very, you know, which is a, is the carry on trope. Yeah. Take on a whole different dimension when you see children saying them. I know you're hearing the voices of the actual characters, which they've dubbed over, but it is weird yeah. when you see a child Joan Sims turning around the to one... a child Sid James. Well, the one that I find the most I... disturbing is, is the child Terry Scott, because he's got that leer about him, even though he's... That like... horrible leer. Yeah, it's really... You know, and... Let let me see your chopper and things like that. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. Ice, the icicle they're using and, and sort of trying that, to grab, that, you know, trying to grab someone's breast, but they're prepubescent anyway. And it's just oh, they don't have them. Yeah, grubby exactly. and... it's very grubby and weird. Yeah, and then the, I suppose the weirdest bit is where Sid, who's sort of like ahead of everyone, yeah, find, um, um, finds another like a pool in which he obviously thinks. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, might be another fountain of youth or something. I don't know why he would then think I'm gonna well, use so, that because then he'd just be yeah. a baby, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, at the end, he is virtually a baby. We'll come on to that in a minute. But also, why? Yeah, we'll come into that. Yeah, why is um because this is I suppose it's the fountain of aging. I mean, they don't. They this don't... is the fountain of aging bit. I don't know why the there is one of age. there. No, exactly. Why? Is is first one. of all, why is there one there? 
Why is it right why next door? Well, why does it, Sid want to... Serv- it's to service the joke, but the joke is just horrible because he puts his head in it and comes out. And, it sits... and now what you've got is a boy's body from the foot from the yeah. feet up to the neck, yeah. but now with Sid's face. Yes, it. it's so good. how did they do that? It's an incredible actually, effect, isn't it? I mean, I know... It's not CGI as we know it, but it sort of is. Well, it's, they had to match the camera moves exactly, and, and there was a primitive sort of... It wasn't quite a computer, but it was cutting was cutting. Yeah. It, was cutting well, it edge. almost looks like... Um, it reminds me of Harry Housen animation. Yeah. That sort of, but it's so weird. So suddenly this kid... And now he's got a massive, wrinkly old Sid head. It's horrible, He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little boy. And then, and then just the capper is that... He, the, even oh, though, of course, yeah. He, he now thinks... He's going to be breastfed, even though the boy is too old, and Sid is certainly too old. Boys, the boy's too old with an old man's head, and but for some reason, Fenella Fielding, he, he thinks he thinks he's going to is going to. Also, why does she suddenly feel the need to breastfeed them like during all this <laughs> I don't calamity? Know. I really don't know. I mean, she's because she she's the only one. Well, not the only one, but she's one of the ones who doesn't fall in the Phantom of Youth because she's a native and she knows what's going on, sort of. But it's still well, it's very also, odd. Also, did very you notice? Odd. Did you notice? There's a bit during the fight earlier with the Fenton Youth when they all fall in. But um, Hattie Jakes, who's sort of like a yeti, yes, basically. she falls in. Yeah, but she not, she doesn't get young. She just turns into a tree. Yeah, it's very odd, isn't it? And what? yet she's not a tree in the last scene, though. So again, there's, no, there's, I was I don't something know, missing but there. Why or... does she turn into a tree? I don't. I, I really don't know. Is don't it... know. I don't know. But anyway, you've got Sid now, literally yeah. like like a POV shot of Sid, like licking his lips, going, I wouldn't mind a couple of those twin pigs. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Thinking he's going to get breastfed by Fenella. Yeah. But then suddenly Hattie's back. And she says, eh, never mind, dear, I'll do it. And then yeah, and then suddenly... Advances yeah, on the camera, on. unbuttoning a, a coat. And you well, see... Like, yeah, a fur coat fur. Yeah, and you see Sid's weird. look of horror. and then Look uh, of pure terror. And and that's that's the end of the film. <laughs> And then the film ends. It's, it's so odd. So, so weird. You don't, <laughs> you don't know who got to the top no, or why no. or how. It just ends with Sid being petrified yeah. of drinking Yeti's breast milk. And again, why would why is she offering anyway? And then it goes to a black screen and then suddenly it cuts to Kenneth Connor singing. Yes, that's right. That was Carrie on Clannish. And all the Yeti are dancing. And all the kids are dancing. Yeah, like behind them, but they've all now got all the carry-on regulars' heads on them. Like, so, yes, well, it's some, some, so horrible. Well, some of them because obviously that that effect with Sid was incredible, but they couldn't do it for all the children. So a lot of them, no, just, so some of them just, are like wearing masks, exactly, and that makes it more scary. It makes really... it so weak. It's like Michael Myers, but it's Joan yeah, Sims. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Inside oh. Out head and 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 uh, Terry Scott. Yeah, and it zooms gradually into Kenneth Connor. Yeah. It's, oh, it's just so odd. So, it's a very odd film. It's a very odd film. But, but I, it's got really funny moments. It's got very I funny moments. The, as I say, it the just, last 30 minutes are baffling. <laughs> it is a bit baffling. But it carries you along because it's, you know, everyone's everyone's operating on full power, I think. Joan Sims is very funny. Uh, Joan Sims, is, I think, sh- I think is actually the star of this one. I think, I, I think, think she shines more than more than Sid, really, more than Ken. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Sid, Sid and Ken, by this stage, are definitely in their carry-on personas. You know, cause yeah, they had a few false starts, but and Charlie as well, Charlie Hawtrey. They all, yes, they're doing but their Joan, shit. Joan is clearly enjoying this sort of like lush character, and, and yeah. I think she's the one that's sort of like 
provides the most bon mots and the most yes. fun moments yeah, in exactly. the piece. Um, it's so weird they're having like a weird pop doo-bop ending on top of a mountain. <laughs> it's very odd. It's, it's Because the last thing you've seen is Sid's face as a pair of hairy yeti tits head towards him. I know, him. yeah. And then, that, and then that odd, odd Kenneth Connor song, which is slightly Kenneth haunting. Song, which is very odd. There's a lot of echo on it, so you can't quite... It's all... Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the point because he does that, and then suddenly there's an avalanche, and then yeah, that's you when can it stops. See, but it's, so but it's the ultimate avalanche. But it's stock footage behind him. He's, yes, he's not, yeah, he's not yeah. even aware of it. He's just singing, and he's looking at the camera yeah. as well. That's why I wondered if it was not part of the. Again, I'm probably giving it too much thought, but he's actually aware of the camera for the whole. For Who the knows? Whole song. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, and then the credits roll over his face as well, so it's definitely you know an outro rather than part of the plot. Yes, so, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and do you think this was Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Connor's sort of like stab at um, trying to get a bit of sort of pop fame? Because I mean, they were all at it, weren't they? At this they stage, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, I mean, everyone like, worth their salt was recording some awful trap. Exactly, pop song. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he saw obviously Bernard Cribbins' this skiffle. Um, Outtake from Cribbins had done Skiffle, yeah. you know. And Arthur, Engl- um, and Arthur think... English was doing a sort of primitive form of white soul. Well, rap, sort of... rap. Well, yeah, I, rap. You I could... thought it was like rap music well, almost. I, suppose it was. I mean, obviously it wasn't called that at the time, but if you look back on it, no. yeah, it basically was, wasn't it? Mm. Anyway, so there you go. Let's carry on climbing. There it is, yeah, carry on climbing. I mean, I'm, I I do, it's not in my top five, but it's definitely in my top ten. There's about it that's fun and... Yeah, it's 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 a fun. I think one. maybe I just kind of like the fact that weirdly they do have adult heads on children because it's such a mad thing. It is a mad, it's a very mad idea. I think I have to watch that again. It's just so insane. It is insane. It's definitely yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely worth watching again. And it's not very yeah, long definitely. either. It's only an hour and a half or so. Hour and a half tops. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, well I there we that are. One. We've done it. We've done it. So next time we yes, what have we got well, lined up next time, Paul? Next time, well, again, this is one of those weird um, ones with a carry-on. The title, you don't quite entirely know what it is, but, yeah, of course, true. we all know because we've seen it thousands of times. Yeah. It is, of course, Carry On Black Gold. Carry On Black Gold. Which is the, car- the carry-on team um, uh, sort of on an oil rig and, ma- and sort of oil. It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's an interesting one. It is it's interesting. an interesting one. It's problematic. Yeah. A lot of these films are problematic. Very problematic. Um, um, but there's some, um, a lot of fun. But there it is. Yeah. Carry on black gold. And it's the first one, I think I'm right in saying, it's the first one that's in colour all the way through, ironically. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I think you're it is. absolutely right. This is this is the first time we venture into proper full-length colour carry-on. Which, um, yeah. It's going it's to be a lot of fun to do black gold. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, uh, we'll be back whenever <laughs> to talk about carry on black gold. And until then... Um, carry, carry on, on being, being a listener who is a listen uh, with your ears to the podcast about carry on F- films. Carry ons. Carry on. Bye, everyone. Because oh. when you're screaming, I know that you're dreaming of me.